2: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
5: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
6: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
5: Sorry,
7: sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
6: <gasps> no,
2: Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I
6: pronounce you lucky.
4: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses
1: are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: This is my guys in the desert with Stormy Bon Tony on VSIN, the sports betting network.
7: hello everybody happy friday welcome into my guys in the desert stormy Bon and tony with you live from circus sportsbook in downtown las vegas um Full disclosure, I was very frustrated with how my betting day went yesterday in the NBA and NHL playoffs, but like the great lyrical wordsmith, Big Sean once said, last night took a L, tonight we bounce back. We are excited to have v Adam Burke on with us for the first 30 minutes of the show today. DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst Jeff Ulrich at the end of the hour to break down all things stick and puck. And like we always do on a Friday, South Point Sportsbook director Chris Andrews back with us. The South Point just released its college football game of of the year line so excited to have him join us and break a lot of things down but let's get started with our top five news and notes odds and updates you need to know we will start in the nba last night because it was a big one the celtics rallied to win game one of the nba finals on the road the celtics outscored golden state 40 to 16 in the fourth quarter to turn a 12 point deficit after three into a 12 point win is a three and a half point dog total goes well over any number you got 120 108 your final boston's plus 24 scoring mark Matched the largest in any quarter in finals history. And they did it without much scoring help from their star, Jason Tatum. As a team, the Seas hit 21 threes. Al Horford, Marcus Smart, and Derek White combined for 15 of them and guided a late 17-0 run. Tatum just 3 of 17 from the field. Steph Curry finished with a game-high 34 points. 21 of which came in the first quarter. Now, Golden State has gone from a minus 150 favorite in the series to plus 160. Seltz a minus 190 series price coming up for game two tomorrow. Golden State, a four-point favorite yet again here in total, ticked up to 215. and a half. Number two, continuing on here in our NBA Finals conversation, we've already seen some big odds adjustments. For MVP, MVP, Jason Tatum is your new favorite, despite that poor shooting performance. And even with the rough night though, his 13 assists, the most in a finals debut game all time. Steph Curry now your second favorite, followed by Jalen Brown from 11 to one opening to plus, 550 after a 24 point evening Al Horford a huge jump after hitting a career high six threes last night from 90 to 1 to 14 to 1. Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green and the like all dropping in their respective categories. Number three the Colorado Avalanche and backup goaltender Pavel Francouz shut out the Edmonton Oilers last night for nothing to take a two games to none series lead in the Western Conference. It was a scoreless game. Going into the second period before three abs goals were scored in just over a two minute span Nazim Kadri assisting on all three total went well under the seven seven and a half posted market wide after a 14 goal eruption from game one huge for Colorado to keep stars Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisidel off the score sheet for just the second time in Edmonton's playoff series. Game three in Edmonton abs a minus 130 favorite total back to seven series price abs a $9 favorite now. Number four, the Lightning looking to get their first win against the New York Rangers this season tonight. The two-time defending Stanley Cup champions 0 and 4 against New York this season looking to rebound from a 6-2 game one loss in the Eastern Conference at MSG on Wednesday. Tampa and Andre Vasilevskiy. A minus 130 favorite in the bounce back spot. Compliments of their postseason pedigree. A perfect 18-0 off the loss in the playoffs. Dating back to that sweep from Columbus. The home dog Rangers, however, have now won seven straight games on home ice. They're a minus 125 favorite in the series after that game one win. And last one here, the Phillies have fired their manager, Joe Girardi. They lost 12 of their last 17 games. They're 22 and 29 overall, worst start since 2017. It was Girardi's third season as the Phillies coach, but the team haven't failed to make the postseason in that span. A big disappointment for the 2006 NL manager of the year and a guy who led a team to a World Series title back in 09. Bench coach Rob Thompson will serve as interim manager and quality assurance coach Mike Kalitri been elevated to bench coach. They're sitting third in the NL East, 12 games back of the first place Mets. From plus one, plus three eighty, an opening price in the division to sixteen to one. Their World Series odds now forty five to one. Bonus item, compliments of our guest Adam Burke on the desk with us now. It's also McLovin's birthday. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Yes,
6: McLovin turns (laughs) forty one today, and that movie turns fifteen this year. So uh, we're all feeling pretty old today, I think.
7: In yeah, just in Hawaii time and age, right? That's his birthday in Hawaii. Did you ever have a fake ID growing up? I did not. Oh, maybe that's just a growing up in Las Vegas thing that I had one of those. I was from Columbus, Ohio, and you're from Ohio. So maybe that's uh, any any ring true to I I wonder. You should need to look at my old ID and tell me if it looked legit or not.
6: I will. But uh, yeah, I (laughs) actually, I didn't need one. I had older friends, so I didn't really have to worry about it. And the Uh, beard,
7: too. That works Um, for you to your advantage.
6: That's true, it does.
7: I tried to grow one, it just didn't work out for me. Anyways, wanna talk a little basketball? No,
6: I want to talk about how you (laughs) tried to grow a beard and it didn't work out for you.
7: (laughs) I was giving my best. It's playoff time, playoff beard. I'm trying every day. It's just not working. That's fair. Let me live. But as somebody who bet the Warriors uh on the money line last night, I didn't wake up particularly pleased today. Not just the fact that they lost, but the way they lost, because I, I felt pretty confident even when they were down at halftime that they were going to come back in the third quarter. The Third quarters have been their best. It was again. And then the fourth quarter fell apart.
6: Yeah, you know, it's it's really hard to figure out. I mean, as you said, you know, you go into halftime and they weren't playing particularly well, but that third quarter is theirs. And and it was again yesterday. I mean, 38-24 in that third quarter. But then Boston, uh, you know, phenomenal fourth quarter with 40 points. And as you said, you know, the biggest scoring differential in a quarter in, in a long time, in the NBA Finals. I'm really concerned about where golden state is right now, because as you talked about there in the open and Jason Tatum was three for 17 and Boston still scored 120 mm-hmm. points and he wound up, you know, contributing in other ways. And that's something I think is really important. You talk about the NBA playoffs when a top guy is not shooting. Well, the, other, the supporting cast can step up. I think that kind of boosts everybody for the rest of the series. That's what happened here for Boston. I mean, 21 off the bench for Derek white, mm-hmm. obviously the Al Horford game and the big adjustment to his numbers Golden State has a lot of things they need to figure out here for game two because Steph Curry didn't get a ton of help. I know Andrew Wiggins was out there and had 20 points, but Curry didn't get a lot of help. There weren't a whole lot of guys with high usage rates for Golden State. They didn't share the basketball. There's some things they need to figure out here, and they're an even bigger favorite for game two.
7: And I'm a little bit concerned with the quotes we were hearing after the game, the way that they were talking about it, too. Like, uh, we're pretty much dominated the game for 41, 42 minutes. They made some shots late. We'll be fine. Like, that doesn't really give me a a ton of confidence that they're kind of loosey-goosey laissez-faire after dropping that game in the fashion that they did.
6: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, look, you know, obviously a team like the Warriors isn't going to panic, and then they don't want to give that illusion that they are panicking. But, you know, look, I mean, if they're it's trying a
7: little too calm though right,
4: if, my if they're life. trying to
6: fall back on their pedigree because I mean it's what, six times in eight years that they've been in the finals, okay, that's fine. But I mean, Boston, a lot of people, including our own JVT, mm-hmm. was saying that basically since January, Boston's been the best team in the NBA yeah. for him. And a lot of people have that sentiment. And this isn't the Cavs with LeBron and a collection of stiffs. You know, I mean, this is a Boston team that's pretty well balanced. And we saw that yesterday.
7: Yeah. And oddsmakers have them like you referenced as an even bigger favorite going into this next game because of that zigzag theory. You imagine that the Warriors are going to try to bounce back, give it everything they can. It How bad of a scenario would that be for Golden State if they went down 0-2 in this set? Would they have a, a chance, you think, to come back?
6: I think a team that good and that accomplished always has a chance, but falling behind 2-0 would obviously be a really bad thing because now you've got that long cross-country flight out to Boston. It's still late in the season. The Warriors typically a little bit more of a jump-shooting team, so generally speaking, their numbers are a little bit better at home, so that would be something that you'd want to worry about. And also, too, the the level of belief it gives Boston to go up 2-0. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of one of those intangible gray area types of things, but this is a Boston team that you know, they've played a couple of long series here. You know, it's been a very long postseason for them. The idea of going up 2-0 and being, you know, two wins away from an NBA title, I think kind of gives them an additional shot in the arm. So that's something I think you make them an even more dangerous team if you give them that level of belief that, you know, they're halfway there.
7: I know this might sound a little bit silly, but this series, um, just the contrasting of these two types of teams – is very similar to me in the Eastern Conference of what we're seeing in the NHL with the young, hungry Rangers taking on the very experienced Tampa Bay Lightning and kind of the way that those two have gone back and forth. And the Rangers won one game, the first game of that series as well. Um, I know we're ta- we'll talk plenty about that, but what are what are you th- your thoughts tonight for game two of the Rangers-Tampa series, which I think does mirror – the personality wise and set makeup of the NBA finals that we're seeing right now.
6: Yeah. I think it's a really good parallel because we just assume that a team like golden state or a team like Tampa Bay will bounce back. We just assume that they're going to fix what the issues were in game one. And to be fair, I think the NHL is a little bit of a difficult comparison here because you and I were talking about before the show, Tampa Bay hadn't played in nine days, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the playoffs are played at such a different pace than a regular season game that, it can be tough to get the legs going right away and get up to that high-octane kind of style. And Tampa Bay was down 2-0 very quickly in that game. It's tough to come back against Igor Shosturkin, as we know. I think the layoff really hurt the Lightning in a lot of different ways. And like I was telling you, I think that you know they spent their downtime kind of nitpicking their own issues, trying to figure things out, along with scouting the Rangers and the Hurricanes, trying to figure out who their opposition was going to be. The Rangers they just kind of kept on doing what they were doing. They had been playing. They were in rhythm, kind of played a read and react type of game. And I think that actually helped them quite a bit in game one. Now where both teams will make adjustments, things will probably be a little bit more structured. I think a lot like what we saw in game two of the Avalanche Oilers series with Colorado's 4-0 win, where they buttoned up on defense. They fixed a lot of things. I would expect Tampa Bay to do the same tonight. And frankly, I would expect the Warriors to do the same. It's just that boston just might be better than them i don't think the rangers are a better team than the lightning
7: that's interesting Ooh, i mm, we don't have enough time to follow up on that thought process we but have
6: a whole other block we
7: do that's good and i will follow up with it in a second reminder everybody before you make your next best bet make sure you go to vsun.com and check out all of the betting splits data the betting splits page It's going to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. It's now updated every 10 minutes. So you can see the changes as it happens, you'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion so check out not just today's action but future events as well betting splits are another way visons here to make you a smarter better better year-round check out today's betting splits for every game at V-CIN.com. Um, we're going to continue to discuss the nhl postseason when we come back break down last night's game between the abs and oilers as well as what's going to happen with the total in tonight's eastern conference game is it going to be low scoring or are the rangers going to continue the scoring dominance that they have had lately we will see see Adam Burke continues on here on My Guys Coming Up.
2: the 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
4: It's
8: my little escape.
0: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
8: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
4: Zumo Play.
2: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on VSIN, the sports betting network.
7: The VSIN summer special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now through the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business at vsin.com. And as a subscriber, you get access to all of it. Jonathan Von Tobel's picks and insights every game of the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil breaking it down on the ice through the Stanley Cup Final. Our guy Adam Burke, who's in studio with us right now, his MLB best bets and daily articles. We have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL and NASCAR. So if you want the full visa and experience, including that daily email point spread weekly use of our betting tools and video live stream whenever you want it the cost is just $39 to become a subscriber now through July 31st go to vsun.com slash summer stormy Tony, and adam burke back live from downtown las vegas and circus sportsbook and before we left off adam we were talking about the eastern conference final today and you hit me with a, uh, you just think that the tampa bay lightning are the superior team over the new york rangers I have the sense that they're more equal than you think, but I would like to continue to hear your perspective on Tampa and why you think they're so much better.
6: All right. So look, throughout most of the regular season, it was all about Igor Shesterkin. He bailed this Rangers team out quite significantly. I mean, you look at the Rangers, they had the fifth fewest scoring chances at five on five during the regular season. And we're talking about around teams like Buffalo and Detroit and Montreal, some really, really bad teams that are out there. That also don't generate a lot of offensive opportunities so i think the rangers kind of were able to win largely based on goaltending and when you look at tampa bay you know tampa bay should get a lot more opportunities in this series the rangers have allowed 231 high danger scoring chances in the playoffs and shestorkin didn't play overly well in that first Mm -hmm. round but then got better against the penguins as the series went on so he's just been on a little bit of a heater they're still not defending particularly well in the zone. And I think Tampa Bay can find ways to exploit that with an experienced team, a skilled team, and obviously a very good head coach in John Cooper.
7: No, and I think that they're a tremendous team. I do like Tampa to win tonight. We know all of the statistics and numbers that back them in a bounce back spot. It's a cheap price at the minus 130. I got it at minus 127 earlier this morning. Um and Andre Vasilevsky in a bounce back spot specifically, even better, the numbers that he has out there. But I do like the Rangers in this series long term and I like the I don't I don't know how much you believe in in momentum or building off of things game to game because I know that can be really hard especially in the postseason but this is a team that has found a lot of newfound confidence and while that's very true that they did leave Igor out to dry much of this regular season, I would say at least three quarters of the regular season, that that was the issue. They were very reliant on Igor Shostak, and that's why he was so heavily in the conversation for the Hart Trophy, not just the Vezina, because of how much he meant to the New York Rangers in the regular season. But they did tighten up, I feel like. And for as many... uh high danger chances as I know they have allowed. They haven't allowed nearly as many consistent shots as I anticipated they would in the postseason. That first round was not good for them. I think that they would admit that they'd found themselves down in the series against Pittsburgh three, one for a reason, but they also clawed their way back into it for a reason. And I think they're very battle tested and very hungry.
6: Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. And also too, I mean, teams can change from the regular season yeah. to the playoffs. Some teams are maybe just built a little bit better for the playoffs than they are for the 82 game grind. So It'd be interesting to see what happens because, I, like you, I think this becomes a best of five. I do think Tampa Bay wins tonight. Like I said earlier during the the first block here, this sort of feels like what Colorado did last night to Edmonton—sort of a three nothing, four nothing type of game. They make the adjustments. They kind of, you know, have their backs against the wall a little bit. Not that Colorado did necessarily, but you know, if that's a much different series if it goes one one with Edmonton's you know dynamic offense. I just feel like the better team here, the more experienced team yeah. in this type of situation makes the adjustments that are necessary. And I think, like I said, 3 nothing, 3-1 type of game, something
7: like that. I would like it to be low scoring. I bet the under in game one of the series, which obviously didn't pan out that way, the Rangers have had three straight overs now. But I, I hope that we get the goaltending from Andre Vasilevsky that we anticipated to get uh, there in game one. But that Oilers-Ab series, do you think we're going to start getting the Oilers back on track to their scoring prowess? Very rare to see Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl stand pat the way that they did.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think they have to. I, I They can't win a low-scoring game with Colorado, I don't think, especially with the way that Mike Smith has played. And now, of course, you know, Miko Koskinen getting involved as well. They have to win 6-4, you know, 5-3, something like that. That's the kind of game that Edmonton needs to win in this series. It's easier said than done with all the talent on the Colorado side, specifically what Colorado can do on the blue line, to get out of the zone, to generate transition, generate offense on the fly. They did a lot of that in game one. They did what they needed to do in game two. I Edmonton's probably done in this series now falling behind two Oh, but I think they'll at least get one of these home games. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it's game three or game four, they should get one of them, but their goaltending is just, it's way too shaky against a Colorado team that is just, able to match them in terms of speed and skill
7: yeah and it was just bad too especially with Darcy Kemper going out you think you mm-hmm. could take advantage of the second string goaltender and Pavel Francis and just being able to being not able to do that it's probably such a gut punch but series does shift back to Alberta the Oilers are a plus 110 dog in game three let's talk a little MLB here with Adam Bergvieson betting analyst co-host of the run line 8 to 10 eastern every Sunday night what's your favorite baseball bet tonight we've got what 14 games still to come just one day game today
6: yeah one day game today and uh it's a 12 to 5 game so a lot of offense here again we've been seeing a lot of of late and uh I'm stupid enough to play an under tonight so hopefully that <laughs> comes through but you know look I was looking at this game here between the Braves and the Rockies and I've been waiting for this Atlanta offense to really break out you know they're a team that strikes out way too much they lead the league in swing and miss So when they face guys that can generate swings and misses, or as they're called, whiffs in the industry, they don't do well offensively. But over the last few games, they've faced a bunch of pitchers that don't strike out a lot of guys, don't have swing and miss stuff, and the offense has really taken off as a result. Now, today they faced Chad Cool in the Colorado Rockies, so another game here at Coors Field. They scored 13 runs in yesterday's game. I don't know if they get to 13 tonight, but with Max Freed on the mound, they probably don't have to. I went ahead and took the run line, and I don't play a lot of run lines, but I you took don't. it here. I this was about
7: one. to say that. You don't play a lot I, of run lines. I line.
6: really, really don't. But Chad Cool is a guy that, first of all, I don't think he's very good. Second of all, I think he's been pitching way over his head this season. And you look at the teams that he's faced, the Rangers, Phillies, Tigers, Reds, Diamondbacks, the Pirates, the Nationals. Now, he has faced the Giants twice and didn't look all that good in either one of those starts. But the Braves are a team that they need to put balls in play, and they can do that today. They hit fly balls. This is a very bad ballpark for a a team that hits fly balls because the defense just can't get to anything. So I think the Rockies are really up against it here today. So I went ahead and took that Braves run line, minus one and a half and minus minus one fifteen.
7: Okay. Braves run line. You said that you're taking an under tonight. What game will that be that you'll be sweating out, hoping for no runs?
6: Uh, I'll be hoping for no runs in this one. It's the game between the guardians and the Orioles. And, uh, you know, look, Bruce Zimmerman has not pitched well for Baltimore. Over his last few starts. In fact, he's given up nine home runs in his last two starts. So it's a very dicey play, I guess I would say. But Zimmerman's also faced the Yankees in four of his ten starts. He faced Boston last time out, who was the best offensive team in the month of May, much to the happiness of staff behind the glass there, our producer. But Zimmerman's had a really, really rough slate of opposing offenses to go against. The Guardians are not a rough offense to face. They're a bottom five team in terms of performance against left-handed pitching. So I'm not really expecting much from Cleveland tonight. And also you got Shane Bieber on the mound for Cleveland. And look, while the velocity's down, the command profile has been really good. He's keeping the ball in the park. His home run to fly ball percentage is about half of his career average. And the Orioles are a team that swings and misses a lot as well. They have the fourth highest whiff rate in major league baseball. So I think Bieber performs really well against this team tonight. And I think for Zimmerman, just he finally gets a break. He finally gets an offense. That's not going to hit missiles all over the ballpark like the Yankees and the Red Sox do. Two good bullpens here. I took the under eight. It, you can get it at minus 110. It's minus 115 in the article over at vcin.com, but I will be uh, I will be rooting for an under here, a rare under, it feels like, in Major League Baseball tonight.
7: There we go. A game I really wanted to ask you about tonight as well. Dodgers-Mets going head-to-head again. LA won 2-0 yesterday in a bounce back after getting swept from the Pirates, which I still just like, can't get out of my head that of teams that have another's number that Pittsburgh would have LA's and the success that they've had a big price but not as big as we've seen for LA lately because it is against the Mets who have been really solid they have a tough road stretch ahead of them 10 games uh, away from New York against the Dodgers Padres and Angels but what do you make of today Tyler Anderson and Chris Bassett
6: yeah it's kind of amazing the Dodgers have lost 17 games this year and five of them have been against the Pittsburgh Pirates which is just an example of of the unpredictable nature of, of sport, but also the high variance level of Major League Baseball. But I'm looking to fade the Mets on this 10-game road trip. I think they've overperformed so far. They don't have a great offensive profile in terms of contact quality. But Mike Petrello over at MLB.com wrote a really good article about how the Mets have faced a lot of awful defensive teams this year. They've faced the Phillies a lot, the Nationals. They've already played all their games against the Giants and the Rockies. Those are the four worst defensive teams in baseball. The Dodgers are not. The Dodgers are a very, very good defensive team. So I think that the Mets, they only had three hits last night getting shut out by the Dodgers and Tony Gonsolin. I don't love this matchup for the Mets. I don't love this road trip for the Mets. I don't love how Chris Bassett has looked lately. He's been walking guys. He's kind of been walking a fine line of getting knocked around a little bit. The Dodgers walk a lot. I think they have a lot of traffic on the bases. Tyler Anderson's been pitching really, really well. I think the minus 145, minus 150 price, about as cheap as you can get with the Dodgers, and I like it.
7: Yeah, and Tyler Anderson, like you said, he's been pretty legit as of late. Really appreciate you coming in studio like you always do on a Friday. You're the best.
6: Absolutely, and uh, happy birthday again to McLovin.
7: Yes, happy birthday, McLovin. That's Adam Burke. Make sure you check out the run line that's coming Sunday. Coming up, the road to Omaha is underway. 64 teams beginning their hopeful ascent to the College World Series, which regionals and title odds I like, as well as Chris Andrews, director of... Of the Sportsbook at the South Point will join us live next.
2: You're listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bon and Tony on V the Sports Betting Network.
7: This segment of My Guys in the Desert brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh new way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free, made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zinn's available in 10 varieties and two strengths, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction, and six for even more enjoyment. It's simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zin. Visit Zinn.com, that's Z-Y-N.com, to learn more and find Zen Nicotine Pouches near they're only for adults 21 and up who currently use tobacco or nicotine warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical Welcome back to the program time for Professor Bonantoni we're going back to school with the road to the College World Series the 64 team field underway and I fired on a few wagers not only for tonight but for regional winners and for College World Series winning futures we'll start with tonight though Central Michigan a plus 205 dog to the host and top seed in Gainesville Florida Gators this was strictly a value play so I don't blame you if you have no interest in such a big dog but uh, I thought they would be a more of a plus 110 plus 120 range the chips are not your typical four seed, especially with this kid, Andrew Taylor, who is a legit ace. 117 strikeouts and 79 innings while walking just 26. Even during the Gators' recent hot streak, they've struggled against quality pitching. I'm also on the under in UNCG Georgia Southern tonight, under 12 and a half. Looking into a lot of the projected numbers, I thought this total would be around 9.5-10. The pitching matchup should be a good one. Ty Fischer, Fisher 5-2 with a 2.87 ERA. Austin Parsley, 10-4 with a 3.67 ERA fresh off two stellar games in the SOCON tournament. The park factor also indicates That the venue should have a lower run so under 12 and a half speaking of games in Statesboro I've got the Notre Dame fighting Irish winning that regional at plus 145 they got hosed not earning a host position Texas Tech is gonna be their biggest obstacle in this regional but in a delay right now up to nothing in game one I also have Oklahoma plus 225 to take the Gainesville regional I bet them to be Liberty in game one this morning and they crushed them really deep pitching staff offensively very balanced and for the College World Series Texas at 24 Five to one. This is a team that was a unanimous preseason number one team in the country. They did not live up to expectations in the regular season, but the talent is there. They're also only one of three NCAA tournament teams to beat top seed Tennessee this season. No value on the Vols, where I do see value, however, North Carolina 35-1, to 31-1, wherever you can get it still. A team that blew through the ACC tournaments, won 16 of their last 18 games. They've been hot crushed Hofstra today 15 to four a path that's favorable as well so let's see what we can do in the college world series a big day for college sports over at the South Point as well as we welcome in South Point Sportsbook director Chris Andrews you guys just within the last hour or so opened lines for the college football games of the year what you got for us so excited
8: Oh my God, Stormy! We've been busy. You know, we uh, we take two dimes at the counter, and uh, we've had a lot of guys firing at us here. And uh, boy, I got some big moves. Holy cow! I'm looking and trying to figure out what I I don't want to say what I did wrong, but what, what did I do that the uh, that the handicappers disagree with me? Uh, I, and it's funny. I was just in here, and I, I, we were joking because I do this every year. I always say it's an annual right of summer for me to overrate Oklahoma. And I did it once again. So, a lot of a lot of moves against Oklahoma. Like, I'm looking at the Texas game. I opened Oklahoma seven over Texas. I'm down to 14 and a half. Uh, God, I got a bunch of other ones. I mean, I'm all over the place here. But another one, probably the biggest mover of the day. I opened Iowa 13 over Iowa State. I'm down to seven with that one. Oh, wow. So, huge move. Yeah, so huge, huge move. And, you know, I probably, I I really do like Iowa a lot, but I know they're not a great covering team as a favorite. And, uh, you know, that definitely showed as far as uh, the money goes. Uh, You know, another team that looks like I probably underrated was, was Washington. I thought they'd really have a down year, but again, the uh, handicappers uh, picked against me on that one here. I'm looking at this one, Oklahoma opened 13 over Oak state. and I think Oak state really going to be kind of down this year, but, uh, Anyway, open 13, I'm down to 10. So the uh, handicappers saw a little bit of value in going against Oklahoma and on Oak State in that one. And, uh, you know, so we're really all over the place. Uh, Navy and other team that I think I overrated – or I'm sorry, underrated a little bit. Um, but like I said, you can see our opening numbers and where we are right now. You can see where um, – you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not saying I was wrong yet, We'll find out at the end of the year when all the dust settles. But uh, certainly a lot of handicappers disagree with me on some numbers. But, you know, Stormy, that's that's the racket. That's what's going to happen every single time. And that's what, uh, like the old saying, that's what makes horse racing.
7: Absolutely. And I know this is like a holiday for a lot of sports betters and handicappers, though, when you guys release those numbers. So an exciting day over at the South Point, getting that action now. But like you said... Still TBD. We won't know how these games are actually going to go still for a while. Um, I entered in, though, talking about the College World Series. Curious how much money you take in on these games with the tournament finally getting underway. Um, I, obviously, most of your handle is being directed toward the NBA and NHL postseason right now, but still very fun for college sports to get in the action.
8: No, we opened those today at 8 a.m., and they were lined up at the windows for that. So we were real busy early today with uh, college baseball, we haven't opened the futures yet. We usually wait till after this round mm. and then we'll put up the futures. So, so we don't have any big future sweat yet, but a lot of action on today's games, total sides, uh, run lines, the whole ball of wax. So I'd, we've got a lot of business today.
7: I was going to say, I don't know if you have that offhand, but just the, the most bet game of the college baseball slate today.
8: Oh man, let me see. Probably. Well, air force in Texas so far, Uh, And they went at 11 o'clock. So that's still the biggest, that's the biggest handled game uh, thus far. But uh, we got a bunch more coming. Looks like about four o'clock is when most of these games are going to go. So that'll probably change. But that was an early game with a lot of business. Uh, Not uh, a little bit on the side, but a lot on the run line. They took uh, Air Force plus a two and a half and real good two way action on the total. Uh, we closed at 10 under, but, uh, you yeah, know, we kind of bounced around a little bit there. So a lot of business on that game in
3: particular.
7: Well, obviously you don't want to count your chickens before they hatch, but uh, Texas up 11 to three right now in the bottom of eight. So it's not looking too hot for the Air Force <laughs> plus two and a half. But uh, I'll
8: tell you what, Stormy, college baseball, it is. you cannot count your chickens. Absolutely.
7: No Absolutely. Uh, Got to talk a little NBA finals with you. A wild game one last night. Uh, I believe you guys over at South Point closed Warriors minus four so a good result i'm sure with boston getting the win but a lot of over money as well so was it kind of a mixed bag
8: yeah i mean overall it was good it was not great uh you know we had really a lot of two-way action uh a little bit heavy on the warriors but uh yeah i kind of liked the warriors a little bit so I wasn't like looking to take a huge stand on it uh and uh, my wife was asking me who I liked in the game, and I told her the Warriors, and after three quarters, I was thinking, boy, this is going to be a fun night, and it uh, didn't wind up that way, you know, <laughs> when, they, uh, when the fourth quarter started and the Celtics went on a huge run. But one thing I want to say, I mean, everybody looks at the offense for the Celtics, and that's obviously they hit a million threes, but it's still the defense. It came down to just shutting down the Warriors completely, and uh, I think that's something that just gets overrated when these are underrated. When teams make these huge runs, it's usually starts on the defensive end. And I think if we're looking at this game analytically uh, for the future, I think it's certainly the Celtics that have the advantage defensively. We'll see that, but it's still a long way to go. I certainly don't want to pencil them as as the winner and not nowhere near that yet, but they certainly have a defensive advantage. I think.
7: No, I, I agree with you. there. curious on your guys's end where you have shifted the series price in this one, because with Boston winning, on the road, the way that they have, and the road wins that they have, eight and two, I believe, in the postseason away from Boston so far. What the series number is for you guys right now?
8: Well, we went to a dollar eighty on the Celtics. Um, you know, and that's probably a little higher than what you see. We're kind of within the market, but li- really on, on kind of the top end of the market. Uh, we wound up yesterday. I, I don't know what happened, but because we, we were up to 60 mate, I think we might even have been 65 at one point with the Warriors as a favorite. And the last like maybe four hours, even though they were betting the Warriors for the game, I got flooded on Celtic money for the future, or, you know, for the series. Mm. Uh, we closed it. We closed the Warriors a dollar 40. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty big move. So right now we're pretty strung out on the Celtics. So, uh, you know, I mean, I think uh, obviously you still got the Warriors going for it, but they didn't look very good yesterday. But uh, listen, it's one game. I, and, you know, Stormy, you're probably a little too young to remember this, but I remember when the Celtics blew out the Lakers game one by 30 plus points, and the uh, Lakers came back and won that series. I think they want to say it was 85. Uh, so a little bit before your time. But anyway, I remember that. So this this can turn around very quickly here. It's just one, it's a bad loss, but it's only one game.
7: That's always the tough thing as betters. And, and I'm sure from a handicapper perspective too is not putting too much stock in that recency bias and what we saw for game one. Chris, really, really appreciate the time. As always, thanks for doing this and we'll talk to you next week.
8: You got it, kid. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
7: That's Chris Andrews at Andrews Sports South Point Sportsbook Director. Uh, Great job just taking us behind the counter and giving us some insight into where the money is going. We are going to step aside briefly, but when we come back, continue our talk in the National Hockey League. A big game coming up tonight in the Eastern Conference Final between the New York Rangers and, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, can they bounce back like they have in their last 18 instances off a playoff loss, TBD, and Jeff Ulrich, DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst, gives his insight. Plus, the memorial is going on right now. Who does he like live? Don't go anywhere. More My Guys in the Desert coming up.
4: Zumo Play.
3: ZUMO PLAY.
2: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network.
7: Raise your tequila and your game. Join the Taste of Victory Challenge presented by Sincora Tequila and compete free for your share of $15,000 in total prizes. Enter this three-part prediction pool series and make your hoops predictions to shoot for a share of the cash. Head to DraftKings.com slash Sincoro now to get in on the action. Sincoro Tequila, life well played. 21 and up only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Welcome back to my guys in the desert. Time for Taken by Stormy, my favorite bets of the evening. I've got a couple of them and a few I need to talk through with our guest in a moment here. But I'm on the Diamondbacks' money line. Minus 110 against the Pirates in Major League Baseball tonight. Pirates riding high after a sweep of the Dodgers. Right for a letdown. Um, sometimes a team just has another one's number, right? And you saw that there. The Diamondbacks are are 23 and 18 actually against teams not named the Dodgers. So LA has had their number while the Pirates have had LA's. But coming into this game, I think head to head Arizona and Pittsburgh are actually very equal. I would say Arizona is probably a step ahead of the Pirates and I really prefer Merrill Kelly over a mistake-prone JT Brubaker on the mound today. Brubaker's turned in five innings or fewer in eight of his 10 starts this year. Kelly, meanwhile, solid, facing a Pirates lineup that's one of the weakest in baseball, ranks third in the majors in strikeout rate. So back in Arizona in the opener of this set, and then tonight in the NHL, prayers up for your girl. I got the lightning money line, minus 125 against the Rangers. I absolutely hate that I have pulled the trigger on this bet because I love New York. They're my lone futures bet remaining um, is on this team. They've been great at home this postseason, but all of the metrics of Tampa off a loss in the playoffs are just too hard for me to ignore personally they've won an NHL record 18 straight games off a playoff loss outscoring opponents 70 to 30 in those games Andre Vasilevsky a key factor in all of them with a 149 goals against average 942 save percentage and five shutouts in those bounce back games in the playoffs the six goals he gave up Wednesday tied for the most he's ever allowed in a playoff game so I see him rebounding I'm also still debating my play on the total so eager to get um, the perspective of our guest here Jeff Ulrich DraftKings betting and fantasy analyst at the fantasy grind on Twitter Jeff welcome in I know you like the underdog Rangers tonight so I'm going to hold off on your opinion on that side of things off the top but for as far as the total goes I know coming into this series I really thought it was going to be a low scoring type of a game game one did not go that way what's your sense of how this one might play out
9: yeah I mean the total here is is interesting. It's not it's actually really not something I'm super interested in tonight. Um, I think that, you know, you, you look at how this game can go. There's a couple different ways. Um, the Rangers got, I think, a few more scoring chances than people realize thought they'd get in game one. And if you look at what Tampa's done on the road too, like during the playoffs, they've actually been a little bit lucky. Like Vasholevsky's kinda had his best games on the road, but if he doesn't bounce back here, like the Rangers might score three or four again. So I'm not super interested in the total and honestly I think I would lean towards the over if I was going to go on one way. There's just too much. But to, to me there's just too much risk with the goalies really like I think five 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 is is where the total should be. So I don't think it's like crazy skewed either way. Um, and I just don't really want to bet against the goalies here is, is what happens to it. If I'm leaning over that's fine. But I don't really want to bet against two elite goalies. So I'm just staying off it. That's kind of the way I'm looking at the total tonight.
7: Yeah, you have the best goalie in the world in Andre Vasilevsky and then the best goalie this year in Igor and the two Russians going head to head. It's a, definitely a fun dynamic. We'll see if they're able to stand tall tonight or not. But the Rangers offense has been clicking at a very good rate, particularly the last three or so games. Their power play is delivered. Why do you like the Rangers and their perspective tonight to go up 2-0 in the series at home at MSG?
9: Yeah, a lot of what you said, I mean, you know, you look at what they've been doing, they're shooting at a good clip, you know, like actually outchancing Tampa Bay, you know, in the first matchup as well. And again, this has kind of been an interesting trend with the lightning. And I'll I'll admit, like I I was this morning, I woke up and I was kind of like almost convinced that I should be on the lightning side as well. But you you look into the stats a little bit more and Tampa on the road really has not been that impressive. They've just kind of, like I said, I don't want to say they've gotten lucky, but They've gotten these games from Vasilevsky in the right spots. And, you know, they've just squeaked out like a 4-3 and record on the road. So you look at what Shesterkin and the Rangers have done at home, which is amazing stuff. I mean, I think uh, you know, save percentage at home is now up to like almost 9.5 or something ridiculous like that. I think that the Rangers do have a real shot at, at, at making this a very close game. I was actually a little bit interested in the overtime prop as well, plus 300. Mm-hmm. But I think with the Rangers still getting discounted, you're getting them a plus money. At home, I think you just take it. So, again, I don't have, like, this isn't a huge conviction call for me, but I am going to take the Rangers here. I'm uh, going to go with my gut a little bit and, uh, and and just take the plus money.
7: Well, and a lot of those reasons, honestly, Jeff, are why I took them in game one. I bet them money line. I bet them in regulation as well at the better plus money price. I just, oh, I was so on the fence about it. And I feel like I would just be kicking myself if I bet against the streak and it continued, one of those types of a things. So just a smaller play for me today. Um, something else that I know you and I both have done a good bit in this postseason is get in on goalie saves props. Do you have any interest in the Shisterkin? Uh, I have seen this tinkering around on DraftKings between twenty nine and a half and thirty and a half. It's definitely ticked up. Vasilevsky over twenty eight and a half saves. Any interest in either of those?
9: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in on Shosturkin over thirty and a half saves. Um, look, I, I mean, I, I'm still surprised that this is out there like at this this low. I just <laughs> I'm not really sure what like what you we need to see to to be convinced that like this isn't a good one to just keep going over on. Um, you know the the Rangers are aren't the greatest five on five team. We saw Tampa, you know, you know pump thirty seven shots on net in the first game, so the volume's going to be there. I can't see Tampa necessarily being you know super like shut down tonight in, in game two, which is like kind of a obviously just heightened importance for them. So you've got that perspective, and then you just got Shosturkin at home. He's just going to save everything. I mean, we might only need thirty one <laughs> shots to hit the over here, right? So. I, I look at this prop and I say there's a, numerous different ways we can get there. Whenever you you do get goalie props over 30, it there's a little bit more risk because, like, if, if the other team does get shut down a little bit, you just won't have the volume. But I'm not really that concerned about it with Tampa Bay. They, they have been a, a pretty good five-on-five team, and the Rangers really aren't. That's kind of their weakness. So I think the shots will be there. Again, you look at, like, Stamkos, Kucherov. Those guys were getting plenty of chances, at least plenty of shots on net. In game one, we don't care if they're high danger or not. We just want them on the net. And that's what we had. And I think you're going to see another, you know, 35 plus shots by the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight.
7: Right? Yeah. They had 39 last game. Igor has gone over that save number in six straight games, averaging 35.8 saves per game. So I, I definitely like that thought process. Um, what about this Oilers abs series as well? Yesterday was definitely not the goal scoring shootout we saw in game one with 14 goals scored from 13 different skaters. It was all abs, a four nothing win, but do the Oilers bounce back now that they're home in Alberta? Can they get the scoring going again?
9: Yeah, I, I think you will see it. Um, and that's kind of like uh, leads me to obviously to like a prop. but like Oilers over 3.5 goals plus 110 uh, for game three. Obviously, they, they're coming off a bad performance. You know, Colorado, I think they did have, like, 30 shots or, or 28 shots or something. But it was, like, their, da- their high danger chances, their good scoring chances just were not there in Game 2. It was it was kind of just, you know, they limited Connor McDavid's chances, Dry Seidel as well. So I expect that the Oilers, and this, this thing will be a lot different, um, you know, now that they have last shift at home. The Avalanche just seemed to just come in waves in Game 2. They really took advantage of those quick shifts. It really just, like just neutralize the Oilers' speed. I just don't think they're going to be able to do the same kind of things at Edmonton. It's just a completely different atmosphere here. It's probably the loudest rank that the Avalanche are going to be experiencing this year as well, I can tell you that. So I'm not really fearful of, of going with the Oilers here. Again, you know, Colorado could score five goals and win this game, but I think that the Oilers' over three and a half goals is going to be a play for me. Again, let's not forget, we know the backup, you know, pa- Pavel Frank, who's played well in, in game two, but, like, he's still the backup. So yeah. let's attack it. Let's go over over Oilers three point five goals in it's, game three. It's
7: called beginner's luck for a reason, right? No, <laughs> um, but no, I'm with well, you. He played goalie
9: I, before, Stormy. I, I mean. know, I
7: know, but I bet the over three and a half yesterday because I had that thought process. But maybe on the yeah. at on home ice, it'll be a little bit different. We've only got about thirty seconds left with you, Jeff. But I know that you are all in on golf as well in the PGA, the Memorial Tournament going on right now. Um, are you sweating anything? Do you have anything live that you've been interested in?
9: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, looking at the, it's a pretty stacked leaderboard right now. A couple guys that I'm on this week and I think still make for very interesting live bets. Aaron Wise at five under a uh, really good young player certainly fits in the mold of like players who could get it done at the Memorial. And I know there's some more elite names up there, but you know, again, this is a player who's definitely capable of breaking through in an elite field. You look down; he's still available at plus twenty five hundred, only three shots off the lead. And another guy I like, same kind of thing: Sungjae M, plus twenty eight hundred. If you're looking at this leaderboard and you're maybe thinking like Cam Smith, Cam Smith's putter might go cold, or or you just don't trust Roy McElroy at this point, which I think is smart. Uh, I think both Sungjae and uh, and and Aaron Wise make for good live bets uh, for this event this weekend.
7: Awesome stuff, as always, Jeff. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Stormy. That's our guy, Jeff Ulrich over at DraftKings at the Fantasy Grind on Twitter. He does a great job posting a lot of his plays, covers, not only the NHL and PGA, but NFL as well. So we will be checking in with him this offseason as we get prepared for all those NFL season win totals and whatnot. That's a wrap for today's edition of My Guys in the Desert. Enjoy the weekend, win some money, party people, but stick around on v because coming up, Danny Burke and Rush Hour is next.
4: Zumo Play.